your work week is over. Kick back and get the latest on the Colts and the NFL. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Last Word, the off-season radio home of your Indianapolis Colts, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment count. Okay, here's what the deal is. I am Jeffrey Gorman, and I'm sitting down with the voice of the Colts, and this is The Last Word, and we're going to bring you through the off-season. We're coming at you the same way you guys feel, I would agree. Matt Taylor, uh, a homegrown young man who's been listening to the Colts for years. It rips at your gut as a fan, as an employee of the Colts, to watch what we had going this year, winning the 7 out of 9 at one point, beating teams that people said we had no chance against. It rips at your heartstrings. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber out in Greenwood or you call the game on the radio for the Colts like Matt Taylor does. Brother, this one hurts. The whole city feels this pain from Jim Ursay all the way down to the custodians here on 56th Street. It's gut-wrenching, it's disappointing, and I'm bringing it into you is because you're a passionate guy on the radio. How gut-wrenching, how gut-wrenching has the last three weeks been for you? <laughs> well, it's it's been crazy. I mean, I love doing this show with you, Jeffrey, but I didn't think we would uh, be doing it this early on this Friday, or whatever this is, January 14th. Nope. I thought we'd be talking about getting ready for the Cincinnati Bengals or the Buffalo Bills or so on and so forth. And I I just don't think it hit me until about Wednesday, right? Because on Sunday, you know, you're calling the game and you you still got a job to do. Same thing on Monday night. We do that roundtable show with, you know, Frank Reich and and Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights on Tuesday. That was kind of the first day where, you know, game day prep didn't commence and, you know, full bore since late July. So that was kind of weird. But then on Wednesday, I started gathering all of the end of the season files together, changing stats, updating files, you know, player profiles, just kind of began the, the process to put the season to bed. And then I don't know about you, but I watch Hard Knocks, and that's when it really became frustrating, right? Seeing it again, seeing the sidelines, seeing Jacksonville do whatever they wanted on the Colts, it was hard because this team is way better than 9-8, and eight, and they choked away their last two games of the season. But that's their legacy now, Jeffrey. They're going to have to deal with that fact that they had a 98% chance of making the playoffs after their big win on Christmas night in Arizona. 98. Let's say that again. A 98% chance of making the playoffs with three weeks left in the season. Analytically, that's what it was. And all you had to do is win one of the final two games against teams that the Raiders were fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, Jacksonville was obviously contending for the number one pick. You know, two interim coaches. It's any given Sunday, man, and the Colts are living proof of that, and they're going to have to live with that reality that they had a major opportunity and could not close it. And obviously Sunday in Jacksonville, one of the more forgettable games in the history of this franchise. And the fan base is ticked off. The ownership, the general manager, the front office, everyone in between, we're all ticked off. And it's natural because we did have something here. We had something. We had hope. We had, uh, you know, hey, where are we going? What sort of plane tickets are we reserving to find out that first week of the playoffs? And we've heard Jim Irsay uh, earlier, uh, Mike Chappell, our buddy, caught up with them, and he talked about his disappointment. And then it went into Frank Reich after the game and uh, and into Frank Reich the day after the game. And, uh, boy, the face on the head coach was long, Matt, and, uh, you know, completely disappointed and drained. And then recently yesterday, 
Chris Ballard gets up and has his end of season uh, report card and state of the union on you, Will. And, and, you know, just his guts were torn out. You could see how disappointed he was. You could see how, right. you know, my point is I sound like a broken record. We all are the same thing. What did you take away? What did you take away from Frank on Monday when he talked about the day after when he had to address the team? And then what did you take away from Chris Ballard when he spoke to the press on Thursday, Matt? Well, everybody's devastated and mad and they don't have answers. They, they don't know you know, why they came up short and didn't come to play in the final two games of the season. It was so uncharacteristic of how they had battled back to that point, right? Winning eight of 10 games to get themselves into a position where all they have to do is win one of the final two games of the season and they make the playoffs. And that's what we're all going to remember. But the entire season was a failure to close games out, right? They were two and five in games decided by one score. Their failure to make the playoffs isn't just about the last two games. They couldn't close out Tampa or Tennessee or the Raiders or Baltimore or the Rams. Some defining moments came much earlier than just the final two games of the season. So that was a big takeaway. I mean, obviously, it's it's centered around Carson Wentz at quarterback. It's centered around, you know, the passing game falling off in the last half of the season. Uh, the fact that you just didn't get a consistent pass rush. Left tackles, obviously, something you're going to have to continue to deal with. Chris Ballard spoke for about 66 minutes on Thursday and you know, just said over and over, and when it comes to quarterback and left tackle, you don't want to keep putting Band-Aids on those positions. This is where you're at right now. You've got a lot of premium positions uh, of need, and you don't have a first-round draft pick. And unfortunately, we're talking about more quarterback uncertainty, which is not where you want to be. So, you know, you're 9-8 and eight without a first-round draft pick, and you don't know definitively who your quarterback's going to be next season. It's certainly not an ideal position to be in as we sit here a week after the season ends. Absolutely. Without question, uh, agree with everything because emotions are high right now. The loss is recent. Uh, you know, these, these wounds on all Colts fans are – are still open and we're, we're going to heal them, but it's going to take an off season. But the reason I'm saying that is Matt, it's a talented team. Um, whether you like to believe it or not, we saw the pro bowler with seven of the Colts on there. Uh, the arguably the best running back in the NFL, a great defensive leader in Darius Leonard. I mean, I can go over this stuff. You're right about the left tackle. You're right about some different positions that the Colts need to address in the off season. But the core of this thing, the nucleus of this thing, especially with the running game and a veteran offensive line gives me hope. Yeah, I'm talking about hope already after this, you know, gut-wrenching loss, but it does give me hope in the offseason. So I am looking forward to that, and that's the sort of stuff we're going to bring you on the last word throughout the offseason. The latest move the Colts make, whatever uh, Chris Ballard, Jim Irsay, and Frank Reich agree on, we're going to be bringing you the latest. It's just how it happens. Don't forget Colts.com and download the Colts app. It's got all the information. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. All right, this is the last word. Matt Taylor voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. One of those bright spots that we talked about, Matt, and we'll talk a hell of a lot about in the upcoming years, and I can't wait, is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, and what a running back that is dominant like that and has that extra gear and has that extra knack to find the open space. That's what he is. So that's what I'm hanging my hat on for the next couple years to come. And we're going to hear from Jonathan Taylor. Voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, has an exclusive coming up right after this. This is the last word on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Caesar Sportsbook. Your app is ready, Emperor. Download it and get your first bet up to $1,001 matched. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 plus. Can't get enough football? You're in the right place. 
This is the off-season radio home of the Indianapolis Colts. The last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Welcome back to The Last Word. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. If you're listening very deep, you're hearing Rod Stewart. It's all over now. Matt Taylor, we are playing Rod Stewart's It's All Over Now as a rejoiner. It It is very appropriate. Okay, don't forget, we're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook here at The Last Word. Download the app today and make every moment more. Matt Taylor, our voice of the Colts, our buddy right here on The Last Word with us. You had a chance to sit down with Jonathan Taylor, the exclusive one-on-one with the league's best running back. Mm -hmm. Give me your first take. What did you ask him first out of the gate, and what did you think after you talked to him? Well, he was very gracious with his time, and congrats to Jonathan Taylor today, by the way. Jeffrey named first-team All-Pro, first Colts running back to do that since Edger and James in 2004. Also joining him on that list, the all-pro list from the Colts, Darius Leonard and long snapper Luke Rhodes. Uh, But Taylor this year shattered the record book. The NFL's rushing champ became the first Colts player to do that since Edger and James in 2000. Also led the NFL in scrimmage yards, broke the club record for rushing yards and rushing touchdowns in a single season. And earlier this week, we talked about how hard it is to deal with the realization that the season ended much sooner than anybody saw coming. Um, it's really tough. It kind of comes to an abrupt stop. I mean, I know a lot of people were still planning on keeping their regular routine, scheduling their body work, scheduling their massages, um, because you just have that much confidence in your mm-hmm. in your team. Um, when your backs are against the wall, you just have that level of confidence that I know we'll get the job done. And when it comes to the abrupt stop like that, it's kind of, okay, you're a little bit in disbelief in no man's land Mm -hmm. because it's it's over. There's no more meetings. There's no more practice. There's no more, you know, reviewing uh, this past week's practice, two days of practice or three days of practice. It's, you know, it's it's over with. So it's it's tough stuff to deal with it when it comes to an abrupt stop like that, especially when, Mm -hmm. you know, we have the players that we have. That's Jonathan Taylor with us. What was Frank Reich's message? What was your message and, and some of the other leaders on the team's message after that Week 18 game, after the season came to an abrupt end, as you said? Um, one of the biggest messages was that we, we want to create a championship and winning culture. And part of that is not being the team that looks for you know a single source or a scapegoat in order to diagnose the reason why we're not playing right. this upcoming week. That's what losing teams do. Um, we always talk about we, not me, and that comes with the success and the failures. I mean, we were one and four to start the season. That was a collective effort: players, coaches, management, everyone. Mm-hmm. Then we went on a run, and that was a collective effort as well: players, coaches, management. So, you know, this one, this last loss, is tough. But it was a collective effort. It was, you know, all phases of the, of the game, offense, defense, special teams, coaches, management, everyone involved. I mean, this organization, we're together as one. And if we're going to do that, we need to do that during the highs and the lows. You had a sensational season, over 1,800 rushing yards. You broke the franchise record for rushing yards in a single season, tied for the most total touchdowns in a single season, broke the record for total touchdowns in a game with five of them against Buffalo. I mean, we could just go on and on and on about all that you accomplished this past season. When will you be able to kind of appreciate and step back and admire the season that you had? I definitely think it'll be a few days, a few days, if not a week, you know, after kind of you let everything sink in and you you realize, you know, I don't have to go to practice anymore Mm -hmm. and, we, you know, I don't have to look at any film and you let it all sink in that it's really over. And then you, you just look back and reflect on the year 
because um, usually you want to reflect on the year you know, after the Super Bowl and you can reflect on everything you've done. Right. So it'll just take a little bit of time before, you know, I just start reflecting on, you know, the personal individual accomplishments. Right. I know you're a very humble guy, and I know what I'm about to say is probably going to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. It's it's a total compliment because every week, Jonathan, you're breaking records, you're reaching milestones, and you're being mentioned with the great ones in the franchise like Edron James and Marshall Falk and Eric Dickerson. You're breaking Lenny Moore's records, right? You're breaking Alan Amici records. Do you realize yet that you're one of the franchise's best running backs in, in just your second year? Uh, I definitely think I hit a couple milestones, like you said, um, and the fact that it happened so quickly. Um, but one thing, one of the biggest things for me is is consistency, mm-hmm. um, and that's why those guys are who they who they were and who they are because they were consistent each year. They were great, they were excellent, and I know this is only my second year, mm-hmm. but even going through college, that's something that I take great pride in, and that's something that I'm going to try to continue to take great pride in is being consistent, being that guy week in and week out, year in and year out, on being able to be dependable and available for my team, similar to how Edron was, right. Lenny was. Uh, and you know those guys paved the way for me. So it's a blessing and honor to be able to be mentioned with those guys. And um, I'm really just trying to follow in their footsteps because you know, they paved the way. Indeed, man. That's such a professional answer. That's Jonathan Taylor with us, Colts running back. Jonathan, where did you feel like you improved this season, and, and what are some things that really led to your breakout campaign? I would say really being able to go out there and focus on how to play the game at a high level. Coming into the year we had last year, um, not just learning a new system, but a new NFL system virtually. Then coming into camp, um, those being the first real live reps that you have, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get up to speed with the veterans, and then the season comes around. And, of course, the game, the, the playbook changes a little bit each week due to, to game plan, so you may tweak something a little bit due to what a defense does. So being able to learn all the little nuances between each play and now this year being comfortable with all those changes and the base playbook and now just focusing, okay, what, how do I do this at a high level? Not worrying about what I have to do, how I'm supposed to do it. Now it's just yeah. how can I go out there and do this at a high level? That's Jonathan Taylor with us, Colts running back. Jonathan, how is your body feeling after a season where you have over 370 touches? What do you have to do um, in the off season to make sure that uh, you stay as healthy as possible going into next season uh, and recuperating after a, a season where you took a lot of toll physically on that body? Uh, my body's actually feeling pretty good, but I think that's a testament to the coaches and the strength and conditioning staff mm-hmm. on being able to keep that open line of communications with the players on okay, maybe there's a short week and we need to scale back practice, but still being able to get every ounce and time and amount of work that we need to be prepared for that upcoming game. Um, and it's definitely going to take some time to heal and some some body work this off season to be able to get back into tip-top shape. But um, just compared to last season, you know, where I'm at right now at the end of the season, it's a drastic difference. And mm-hmm. it's, like I said, it's just a testament to the, the coaches and the strength and conditioning staff keeping that communication open with the players. That's Jonathan Taylor with us, and I know Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton, they're contemplating retirement. Those decisions might be coming soon. Jonathan, what have those guys meant to you as teammates and and leaders, and and what have you learned from those guys in a short amount of time here with the Colts? Oh, I mean, it's meant a lot, especially, I mean, we're – T.Y., first off, I mean, I'm playing with a legend, and I'm really happy that I'm able to grasp grasp it this year. I mean, last year coming into the league – 
and having Phillip Rivers as my quarterback and, you know, not really understanding the magnitude of that. You know, you know Phillip Rivers, you know he's a legend, mm-hmm. but um, just being a rookie and being, you know, overwhelmed with everything that was going on around me, adjusting to a new area, a new team, new scheme, everything. I didn't, I don't think I really got a chance to truly understand that I was, you know, Phillip Rivers was my quarterback. So this year kind of having everything calmed down a little bit, you know, knowing the system, I've been here for a year, really being able to appreciate that I, I've been able to share the field with T.Y. Hill and, right. and as well as Jack Doyle, um, I think Jack Jack has just done a tremendous job of being that that solid rock, that leader. I mean, if something new comes up or something out of the ordinary, being able to lean on Jack and say, hey, Jack, what do you think about this or, or what do you think is going on? And he's saying, you know, my guess would be X, Y, or Z because he's had so much knowledge. Him and T.Y. have so much knowledge, and they've been through so many changes throughout the league as far as just – seeing how the league has progressed over the years. Right, right. I mean, they're just an open book. And just being able to lean on those guys has been amazing. And I'm, I'm just blessed to be able to have shared the field with those guys. That's Jonathan Taylor, Colts running back with us. Final couple of things, Jonathan. What will the offseason look like for you? How much time do you need to sort of step away from the game, rest up a little bit? And how much do you need to travel or hang out with friends? Do, do some things outside of football to kind of reset your yourself mentally before you hit the grind back again in April and May for OTAs? Um, it'll definitely be be a few weeks. Um, like you mentioned, this is this has been the biggest season ever in the NFL. Right, so, I mean, right. last year, this was technically our playoff game week, um, and, and this year uh, it was a regular season game. So just this being the longest season ever and already coming off of last year, that being my longest season ever due to training for the Combine, then going right into yep. training for the, the, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I came into another new longest season of my of my career, so it's definitely going to take a little bit of time. All right, last thing, Jonathan, will you uh, will you watch the playoffs or will that just be too painful? It's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be tough to watch. Um, I definitely would, would like to try and at least watch, you know, whoever, you know, has been able to win and right. and fight for the opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, the playoffs, I mean, especially this first round, it'll just be – it's going to be really tough to try and watch that. Jonathan Taylor, Colts running back with us. Outstanding season, Jonathan. We could talk for 20 more minutes about all that you accomplished this season, leading the NFL and uh, rushing and leading the team in rushing, breaking franchise rushing records and touchdown records and, and so on and so forth. But uh, at the end of the day, you're an outstanding guy, uh, a true class act, a pro's pro, and we greatly appreciate the time. Have a great off season, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you down the road before you come back into town um, before the spring in April and May. Thanks, as always, for the time, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Great stuff, Matt Taylor, right there. Jonathan Taylor, uh, talk about a, a young leader. Let's not forget, he's 22 years old. It's remarkable. Remarkable. He is 22 years old, not even close to his prime. We do have quite a weapon in Jonathan Taylor. When we come back, we're going to give you an unbelievable forum credit union question about the dominance of that man, Jonathan Taylor, from this past season. Don't forget, Centerpoint Energy is a proud sponsor of the 2021 Coach of the Week program to see the winning coaches and learn more about the program. Please visit Colts.com slash high school football. Let's have a little fun on the way out. It's a weekend after all. We'll be back right after this. 93 and 107.5 The Fan. We talk Colts football every Friday on The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor.
Welcome back to The Last Word. It is the weekend after all, so let's have the fun. This is the off-season home of the Colts, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and make every moment more. I'm Jeffrey Gorman, voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, and I'm just getting my guts ripped out right now. Is that Margot <laughs> Price? Is that Margot Price with a beautiful voice of Margot Price, one of Nashville's finest, singing the song A Little Pain, Matt Taylor? I think we're five days removed from that gut-wrenching loss, so we're, we're, we're still dealing with with a little bit of pain. We're slowing it down a little bit on a Friday night. I think by the end of the weekend, uh, hopefully by next week, we're all in a better headspace. But right now, still dealing with a little bit of pain. We're brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and make every moment more. Time now for the Forum Credit Union question of the week. The man we spoke to last segment, Jonathan Taylor, was the NFL's rushing champ in 2021. We know that. He won the title by more than 500 yards over Nick Chubb. Taylor is one of two players to lead the NFL in rushing by more than 500 yards in a season since 1980. Wow. Wow. Since 1980, over 40 years. Who is the other Matt Taylor? Eric Dickerson, Emmett Smith, Adrian Peterson, or CJ2K, Chris Johnson? You know what? I'm actually going to cheat on this, Jeffrey, because I saw this. This was uh, put out by the NFL last week going into the final game of the season with Jonathan Taylor having that big lead over number two, uh, Nick Chubb. So yep. it's actually D. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. CJ2K. Yeah, right. you're right. You're right. Good call on that one. We all remember that. 2009, Johnson led the NFL with 2,006 yards in the year of 2009. 590 more than second place Steven Jackson. He was a load. Hey, visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section at Colts.com. You can interact with other fans online, post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding your Colts. Forum Credit Union helping members live their financial dreams. Matt Taylor, we got to get out of this rut we're in right now. Let's have some fun. Open up the grab bag. The NFL never sleeps. This is the NFL Grab Bag on The Last Word. This NFL Grab Bag is brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Local sports are a victory. Our entire community, we're building leaders, teaching integrity, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer is proud to sponsor local sports throughout Indiana because when we support the home team, we all win. Speaking of winning, well, we don't have a chance this week because we're not playing in the wild card weekend. But there are other teams, and Matt Taylor, I'm going to throw the games at you real quick. Tell me who you like. Gotcha. The Raiders are at the Bengals. Joe Burrow down there, and Cincy is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. This is the year, Jeffrey. This is the year for Cincinnati sports. The Bearcats made the college football playoff. The Bengals yes. win their first playoff game since 1991, and the Cincinnati Reds come back this summer. They win the <laughs> NL Central. Well, maybe two of those three things happen, but I'm saying the Bengals win on Sunday. I like it, and that's your guy Derek Carr that you're kind of throwing under the bus right there. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. I love it. Hey, Derek Carr, a tip of the hat to you a couple weeks ago for shredding the Colts the way he did late in the game. All right, Matt. Patriots at Bills. It's a primetime game. Buffalo is at home. They're a four point favorite. Give me give me quick. Who you like? How about this, Jeffrey? This is the first time under Bill Belichick that the Patriots make the playoffs as a wild card team. Can you believe that? That's dominance. The Bills at home are tough. It's going to be crappy weather. 
I think the Patriots win this game on the road. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Belichick has something up his sleeve. Absolutely. And while we're at it, instead of the Lombardi Trophy, let's just get this over with and name it the Belichick Trophy. I don't think he wins it this year, but well, that, what a record. That would go over first... well around here, wouldn't it? That would go over <laughs> yeah, well. Really. No, but an incredible stat right there. The first time they're making the playoffs as a wild card team. They've already done. They, all they've it's done amazing. is dominated with Brady that division. All right, Eagles at Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa Bay's an eight and a half point favorite, speaking of Brady. Yeah, love Nick Sirianni, but the Buccaneers route, route this game big time. It's, it's, a, it's a blowout in Tampa. It's over. Jalen Hurts, tip of the hat to you. Love the way you played this year, kid. The 49ers, yep, those 49ers who we waxed, they are at the Cowboys. Dallas is a three-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite. Dallas is going to make the NFC Championship game, Jeffrey. Cowboys win this game. I think they win it by about 10 points. Agreed. Kansas City, 12-and-a-half-point favorite against Ben Roethlisberger, potentially his last game in the NFL. Who do you yep. like? Yeah, it will be his final game. The Chiefs at home. The Steelers are probably the worst playoff team in probably the last five or six years. So the Chiefs win this game yeah. going away. You don't see going away is right. That's a 12 and a half point favorite. Teams that are that big of a favorite, they never lose, right? Well, wait a second. Jacksonville? <laughs> wait a minute. We were a 15 and a half hey, point favorite. It's still so, a little hey. bit too early for that, Jeff. <laughs> you never know. Finally, Cardinals at Rams uh, on Monday night. The Rams are a four point favorite. Who do you like? Uh, and, and what are we going to see out of Kyler Murray? Yeah, I don't have a lot of belief in the Cardinals. I, I think the Rams are another team that's a dark horse to go all the way to the NFC title game. Matt, we're, we are in agreement across the board, so you know that they have no chance of that happening because <laughs> the NFL is crazy. But I do like your picks on it. It's the last word. We're going to come at you every Friday during the offseason, talk about the latest and greatest, bring you some exclusive guests, some great guests that uh, we've got lined up in the weeks and months to come. Matt Taylor is here. Uh, we're going to be doing a little therapy over the next couple of weeks, Matt Taylor and I, to kind of wash this season out of our system. But, Matt, I enjoy doing it. Uh, appreciate the work that you did all year. We heard you on Hard Knocks all year. You did a great job calling the games. Appreciate and folks, that. I'm saying I'm saying this because, again, homegrown kid, he's the best in the business at what he does. So, brother, I'm looking forward to this <laughs> offseason right here on The Last Word with you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure working with you, Jeff. And we'll make Friday night at 6 o'clock as fun as we possibly can for the time yeah. being. We will. We'll drag JMV in here, too, to have a couple of fun. If he's not if he's not completely drunk, we'll bring him in here. Okay, don't go anywhere. Charles Barkley is coming into Indianapolis. He is playing Reggie Miller and the Pacers tonight. It's old school basketball, and that's coming up right after this. For the last word, I'm Jeffrey Gorman along with Matt Taylor on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan, we'll talk to you next week.